way that they should go. Amen. Please, okay. let's talk more. Debo, you wanted to say something? Ah, yes. I, I believe a lot has been said, and I'm really following the conversation with a lot of interest, and many salient points were made. Um, however, a point kept crossing my mind because it can be a very delicate line between contentment and becoming purposeless. One just has to consciously seek God and uh, understand when to strike the balance. In the book of Proverbs, I think Proverbs chapter 1, maybe it was the last verse, it says, the turning away of the naive will slay them, and the careless peace of the foolish will destroy them. We can get to a point sometimes when we don't understand purpose, and we get to a point where, like you are saying, uh, we begin to focus on ourselves. Like the rich fool, he had so much, he had harvested everything, he put everything in, in store, and he said, now let my soul rejoice and let me just begin to marry. And uh, everything was just about himself. And God said, you fool, today your life is going to be required from you. I can have different interpretation, but I'm just contextualizing it like that. That as children of God, um, to say what is enough and what is not enough, it is primarily defined by our God-given purpose. Because for some, they are in the business of doing, actually, much more than spending in the way they are serving God. And for some, God has blessed them in a way that they can really be resourceful and make a lot of money. And they can really be, they can, they can, they can really support in advancing God's kingdom. It should be clear that our purpose primarily is to establish or enforce the domain of God in every place we are. And every resource that God has put in our care, whether it is monetary, whether it's ability to reach out to people, whether it's relationship, whatever resources they are, it is the intention is to enlarge the kingdom of God and to enforce the domain of God everywhere we find ourselves. So as we keep uh, forging on to make sure that we don't become greedy, we don't become careless either. We have to be able to strike the balance because if the purpose is not on ourselves and our purpose is, is fixed on the purpose that God has given us, then that can be the determining factor and it can change a lot of things. And like Uncle was saying that, well, some people should be aspiring for jets. Yes, it's true. If as much as God has laid on, on your heart, you know that truly, 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 it's not a luxury for some and for some it's a luxury. For some, it is a means of expanding the kingdom of God. And for some, it is that jet that will take them to hell. So it's an understanding of just understanding what our purpose is and not to, not to become careless at the same time. Uh, but being, being at ease, carelessly, and saying, well, I'm trying and uh, not getting the best out of our potential. So it's a delicate line that I believe as we relate more and more closely with God, we are going to be able to strike the balance without drifting to either of the extreme, and uh, we can make a lot of meaning out of life with that. So I believe it's all about clarity of purpose. Clarity of purpose. Amen. Thank you. Let me quickly say this. I would I would also still love um, 
Dr. Ogulusi to say something. As yeah, maybe, maybe I should say it before you, you round okay. up. Yeah. I was just waiting for Brother David to finish. Um, I also want to just say a few things on contentment and aspiration. I believe that as children of God, God wants us to continue to grow. He expects us to grow spiritually, physically, financially. So like others have contributed, we are content, we are happy with God, what God has given us, yet we continue to grow. And I believe that if we base our growth, whether financially now, on Bible-based principles, then our aspiration will come to uh, will come uh, true. I was just thinking of some of those principles that when we practice them, automatically will continue to increase. The one that came to my mind is when we give our offering and tithe. The Bible says that God is going to open the windows of heaven unto us. He says in another place that seeth a man that is diligent in his own work. He shall stand before kings and men. You will increase definitely if you are diligent with your work. And another one, he says that the path of the righteous man continues to shine brighter and brighter. So whatever we are doing, when we put God first and we follow those principles, we continue to sow. The same Bible that tells us that when we sow, we will reap. He says that God has made it that the time of sowing, the time of harvest shall not cease. So if you continue to sow, you have an harvest, and from your harvest, you sow it again. Another one is give. It shall be given unto you. So as I don't see aspiring as something we should, we should aspire, and we will definitely increase when we base our, uh, our work in life on the Bible principles. Thank you. Amen. What Thank you. Want? Sister Shane. If I... Tishé? Thank you. I think I just uh, emphasize again what uh, that you said about everything we have, we receive God. At the time when he was talking, I think it was in the context of uh, finances, but I think it is a principle for everything. Everything I have, my talent, my time, my um, finances, whatever it is that I have as of today's office, it was given to me by the Lord. So I think tying into what Sister Bimi said about those basic principles, I think for me, the way I would practicalize it for myself is if I use that as the starting point, which is I acknowledge that everything I have I have received from the Lord, it then makes me responsible to make the best of it, which is where the usual aspiration comes from. So if God has given me a talent, I have responsibility to the Lord to use it to the utmost. So my 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 motivation from the heart is about using what God has given me to the utmost, not necessarily what I'm going to get out of it, but that because God has given me these gifts, I am going to use it. I am responsible to Him to make the best of it. So if that is our heart condition constantly in the way we make decisions about the use of our time, the use of our finances, the use of our talent, the use of whatever it is the Lord has given us, then we would we'll be able to then find the place of contentment because I do not see what I have as, as a result of my own ability or capacity. I see it as what God has given me. 
and 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 therefore, I. I, I can find a place of contentment because I know that I can't even have it if God had not given me. And so it is not how much I strive that is going to give me more. It is dependent on what God bestows upon me. And that is also why it, is, it then becomes a responsibility to give because I am. it is my responsibility. The Lord blesses me so that I can give. The Lord, honor, you know, the Lord honors the work of my hand. Therefore, I am motivate you know the motivation from my heart is to go to respond in thanksgiving by fighting by giving by making sure that the people around me are blessed because that is god's heart's intent that you will be a blessing on the earth so i think for me that just bringing all those principles together that acknowledging that whatever we have we have received from the lord therefore we are responsible to him to to use it appropriately and therefore it, it allows us to align our strive, our aspirations correctly. Our aspiration, the, the goal is not for myself, but to honor God. Amen. Thank you, Ma. The um, one thing I want to also say here is that when it comes to giving in church, there are two levels. The giving is a basic uh, a, a basic duty of a Christian. Anybody who is born again, who has received Jesus Christ into their hearts, serving God, a disciple of Jesus Christ is a giver, no matter what the level. You know, so you are not going to be saying, oh, when I give my money, somebody is misspending it, so I won't give again. We are givers. Look for where you are comfortable to, to give and you need to be a giver, basic. Now, secondly, there are people with the gifts of giving in church. They have, they have grace to give large amounts. So, talking back to not, not comparing ourselves with ourselves will, would also help us to understand some of these things. Sometimes churches need large projects to be done. God sends money particularly for those purposes. There are people with the gifts of giving. It's just like evangelism now. Evangelism is a basic duty of every Christian. We're supposed to catch the fish one-on-one. -on -one. But there are evangelists. They are, they are special grace. They will preach the same sermon you will preach, but with the grace and the gifting of God upon their lives, a million people can come to Christ. That same message that you are preaching to one person is one-one. So, there are giftings in the church. There's grace for administration. Some people will administer and you will look at them and be like, ah, did you go to an MBA class or something? No, it's not about MBA class. In fact, there are a lot of people from those business admin classes that there are no leaders at all. They don't know any, they just if it's just certificate, it's not what we are talking about in the in the household of God or the household of faith. It it takes grace, the grace of God and the gifts of God to, to do certain things beyond the normal. So we are not expected to be competing, even in the amount of how much did this person give? How much can you give? No, it's it's unbiblical. Everybody, what the Bible says is you give what you have, and he now corroborated it by saying not what you don't have. So we are clear about uh, those things. But the principles are sound, hard work, giving, putting God first, consistency, expressing our giftings. Those are things that will attract wealth anytime, any day. We're not competing with unbelievers. 
and we are not taking on their own ways of life. We believe God is our provider. We He, he helps us. He's, he, the Bible says the one that gives us the power to make wealth. He also helps us to uh, use our resources in, in fruitful and fulfilling ways. And I believe as we go into the new year, God is going to open more doors for us, more ways of thinking, ideas that will that will bring more resources, like Sister Shea said, not only in terms of money, but in time usage, in discovering giftings in us that will make us go the extra mile to be the blessing we are called to be on earth. And at the same time, not getting ourselves out of boundary into greed, covetousness, comparison, and uh, judging one another without knowing what, what is it that God has called the other person to do. Amen? Amen. 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 Please let's all, let's all say amen if you are hearing me. Amen. amen. Praise the Lord. So I'll, we'll see in the next year by God's grace. I'm going to ask um, Sister Dami Anile to just round us briefly for us in prayers. Dam, dam. Okay. Let me go. Let, let me... If you want to pray for us, I'm not sure if that means there. If I, oh, yes, ma. Okay, pray for us. Let's close. Lord, thank you for today. Uh, thank you for the session. I pray that you be with us and guide us during this season of Christmas. I pray that you help us. Um, implement all the things we've learned today i i pray that you you um equipped us with the tools and with the knowledge to not be greedy and to be content and just remind us that everything we have um whether it be finances clothing food um is all uh from you lord be with us guide us and protect us during this Christmas season. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, everybody. See you next year. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs>